0: The following is a First Nations Health Authority podcast. The FNHA is a health service delivery organization responsible for administering a variety of health programs and services for First Nations people living in BC. Find out more at fnha.ca. Hi, I'm Denise. I'm speaking with Barney Williams, Jr. of the Indian Residential School Survivor Committee. Barney, can I get you to introduce yourself and your role on the committee and how it relates to the TRC?
1: Yeah, my name is, uh, traditional name is Plachweta. I'm from Plachweta First Nations on the west coast of Vancouver Island, British Columbia. My role on the TRC committee was uh, to be advisor to the commissioners in relation to protocols, and also to make sure that uh, they were looking after themselves because it was an incredible, enormous undertaking. And we were able to, uh, as the eldest of the group, I was asked if I would be act as the, the advisor to the commissioners in relation to looking after themselves and making sure that they're okay and not overextending themselves. So, and we met to talk about the different things that were going on in relation to gatherings and national events and that, and, and just helping with uh, circles and being there for survivors during the national meetings and or hearings.
0: Today is Orange Shirt Day. Can you tell me what this day means to you personally?
1: Orange Shirt Day for me uh, is, a, is a day that I can reflect on my own journey, on my own experience and uh, the things that I endured during my tenure in residential school. I entered residential school in 1944. One of the things that Orange Shirt Day reminds me of is uh, arriving there and then them taking our clothes away and then putting uniforms on us and never seeing our clothes again until we went home. It also is a, a time for me to reflect on the tremendous pain that I suffered as a youth, as an adolescent. But I think lately, most importantly, it has been a time for me to really acknowledge that the Creator has given me the strength to be who I am and what I am today in uh, relation to being healthy and uh, really moving forward in a really good way, but also helping other people to understand that there is a better way, but also that. All the things that happened wasn't our fault. So it's reminders of all those things, but also reminders of good things that have transpired from it and the prayers that I have for other people.
0: How would you advise Indigenous people to start their own healing journey?
1: I think part of the big thing for me was to reconnect back with who I really am. I know that the experience that we have had in the rest of all of us was that they try to change us in a way that we would forget who we are, forget family and teachings. So my advice is always uh, really to look at uh, relearning, if we must, the uh, teachings of our elders and our ancestors. Above all, the identity of who I am and where I come from, because we, we lost that. So that's a really big thing for me is identity. It's... Be able to to say this is who I am, like I did initially when I introduced myself. I think that's really important.
0: What are some of the resources that you can recommend?
1: You know, I think that we're very fortunate that we have uh, not only uh, Western methodology, but a lot of traditional methodology. Now that where we have elders, both men and women that that offer their services either through treatment centers or and or Communities uh, where people can go to sit and and just talk and not not really begin to to learn, like I was saying earlier, about uh, our way of life. But but also, that's not to say I'm not saying that uh, Western or Eurocentric methodology is not it's not good. There's some things that uh, have worked for us, and and I think we need to be really cognizant that. We take what, what's good for us. But I always advise people, you know, that uh, ceremony, traditional ceremony is really important.
0: How can survivors contact you to start their own healing journey?
1: One of the things I'm fortunate to be part of is an uh, an elders group at the Nanu's treatment center called South Lelum Nanu's, British Columbia. And they have a phone in. They have, the, if they were to phone the treatment center and ask for an elder, then the treatment center connects uh, people either to myself or to, or to other elders that they can talk to no matter what it's about it's just it's a help thing and I'm, the feedback has been it's incredible and I've, I've had a lot of phone calls where I've talked to people just listen sometimes and offered prayer or whatever they ask for so it, that's a really incredible resource for people if they want help
0: Do you have any final words for our audience
1: I just want to leave, just by saying to all of survivors throughout the country, a word of encouragement that that we're still here. And, uh, like I said earlier, it wasn't our fault, and I think that uh, for all of you, that uh, I pray that you will find that space and time to to deal with all of the things that happened, and not to be afraid to to look for help and. Go we'll see elders above all, and if you have an opportunity, go to the ceremonies and, and uh, to find out who we really are. So I just want to leave those bitter words for all of you and send send all of your love and prayers wherever you are and whoever you are. Lego, miigwetch. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you again so much for doing this. That was Barney Williams, Jr. of the Indian Residential School Survivor Committee. To contact Barney at the Souten lalem Society, please call 250-390-3123. You have just listened to an FNHA podcast. Find out more about the First Nations Health Authority by visiting fnha.ca or by following us on social media.